0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Menace to Sobriety with your host Daniel O'Reilly aka the comedian Dapper Laughs and I've got a very different episode uh, for you here sort of straying a little bit away from uh, the subject of sobriety but Personally, I think it's really entwined um, and a really, really important issue. Something that has affected me, something that has definitely affected Kirk. He's not here, unfortunately, because this, this episode uh, would trigger him a little bit. So he's decided to step out of this one. But um, this episode uh, should come with a little bit of a trigger warning because it might get some people uh, going. It's going to cover the sore um, subject that's very... Uh, very taboo and not spoken about enough, I believe, and something that is uh, constantly um, in my view range um, across my mental health group, men and their emotions, and uh, in my inbox, and that is suicide. Um, And uh, predominantly suicide in in men, uh, which is such a tough, tough subject. Personally, myself, I've had uh, my own suicide um, thoughts, suicidal thoughts, but also more recently lost a few followers to it that I've been talking to and trying to help. So when I saw this gentleman's story uh, and video online that I think is on about 12 or 13 million views on TikTok now, I I, I reached straight out to him and asked him to come on. But before I introduce him, I'm gonna show you the video. This is John Connolly talking about his experience.
1: Fuck it, let's talk about it.
2: Two years on from the day that I was gonna end my life, I'm back in the exact spot where I was going to do it, and I'm going to show you <clears throat> what was going through my mind that day.
1: So, I sat on this rock, eating a sandwich, trying to make up my mind if I was going to do it or not. <laughs> ah, fucking hell. Um, and then, after seeing Yeah, I was going to do it. I was going to end my life. Um, I sat on this rock, trying to work up the courage to jump off. So I
0: tried
1: to jump off. I tried to jump off. i was sitting here thinking if I, if I jump out, far enough, it'd just be a straight drop. <laughs> and then as I was standing there, a woman with blonde hair came up to me, and asked me to take a photo of her family. Is I was making up my mind to jump off a fucking cliff. So, I told her, yeah. Um, and I took a photo over here. That woman saved my life. I'm only, this is the hardest video. I've ever had to record. I'm vulnerable as fuck right now. But I'm only recording this because to prove this gets better. There's so many people out there who struggle every fucking day. I mean, I was struggling, I couldn't get out my fucking mind. I couldn't do it anymore. I'd made up my mind. I was done. And two years later, I'm ready to say goodbye to that part of my life. I'm not that person anymore. If you put in the work, it gets fucking better. I fucking promise life gets so much fucking better. I've fucking done it.
0: Oh, I've done it. So, please welcome to the Menace to Sobriety podcast, John Connolly. Hello, my friends. Hey, Dimit. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Now, this is such a, a tough subject and tough, tough thing to chat about, but I do try and keep the podcast as lighthearted as possible. Yep. Um, and I'm a bit of a knobhead when it comes to jokes and stuff like that. So. I'm the same. <laughs> okay. So, so, um, so yeah, just a pre warning there. Sometimes I deal with uh, tricky situations by cracking jokes. But listen, first off, um, I'm proud of you, man. I'm I'm really proud Thank of you. For, I, I don't even know you. And um, I know personally how difficult it is to speak about yeah. things, but especially to speak online. Your videos sort of made you kind of famous, I think.
2: Aye, it's, uh, it's weird. It's yeah. still a, a very strange and surreal feeling, Yeah, it's made me famous for a good reason.
0: Yes, definitely. And... It, I I saw that video before I started following you and started scrolling through your TikTok and then I started relating to a lot of the other stuff you're saying. I just love your message. I I, I love I love men. Uh, I don't love men. No, I love men, I love men that are opening up and talking. Right, yeah. and uh, I think uh, especially man's man. You know, you're into your fitness and your PT and all yeah. all, the, all of that jazz. And I think it's really important. And um, fuck me, the comments on the video and then you know the comments of all the people that have have either suffered with it or have connected with it and then the shares you look at the shares and you can see that it's been sent to people hundreds and hundreds of thousands millions of views yeah. and it just speaks volumes about what men are going through um, it's, scary, it's scary how well it was received and it's yeah. also
2: scary how many people relate yeah. that yes when I read through the comments and there's so many like I've been in that same spot or I feel like I'm in that spot yeah a scary world, world very scary world
0: it is i want to get up to the video and the point where you posted the video and then what your reaction is after that but before i get there i want to go all the way back right. i want to find out who john is i want to i want you to talk me through who you are where you grew up what what life was like for you yep. what and, and the main thing that i want to get to <clears throat> as we as we talk through this is how how can something like that even become conceivable to you you know what i mean yep. that's the because there's so many people out there that don't understand i only understand my 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 when i thought about it i understand my time and it was a flitting thought um and i, I spoke to the samaritans and i reached out for help but so many people don't yep. um so i want to know how it got too much for you how you got there and then we can talk about everything else so take me to the beginning john
2: so who are you I'm John John Connolly, and I grew up in Glasgow in Cambuslang. So, just a normal boy, honestly, just a normal guy. I've got a, a big family, um, all boys, manic household, and loving parents that just looked after us very well. Um, mm-hmm. Grew up quite a, a bit of a troublemaker. Bit of a trouble, bit of a naughty uh, boy. Yeah, yeah that's I. Uh, ever yeah, I like to, I like to cause a bit of carnage when I was younger. What uh, fighting or robbing or? I uh, just f- fighting and yeah. out drinking with my pals and uh, mm. stressing my mom and dad out more than anything. Nothing too serious. Nothing too serious. Yeah, um, but I, I'm just a normal, normal person. That's all I am. Yeah. There's n- nothing exciting about me, and that's what blows me away with how. Yeah. My content is went the way it's went and mm-hmm. the way my message has been pushed, because I think people might see that you know, I'm just a normal guy who's just had a few struggles in life and ended up where I was.
0: So when you, um, how old were you when when you considered? Uh, um, 25, 25. 25, so talk to me about the years leading up to that. What was going on in your life? Uh, see, everything was going well from the outside.
2: Everything was going brilliant. I said, nice house, nice car, going nice holidays and but I felt nothing, I never felt any sort of satisfaction from any of that. I was just a workaholic, I liked to keep myself busy because I was struggling with what was going on inside my head. I've just always been a very insecure, self-conscious and shy person but I've always been very very driven Mm. and having that balance of not being happy with myself but working very hard and never but also not getting the gratification for myself Right. it just twisted me inside out and I never understood that that was depression and the lack of me being able to comprehend what was going on inside my head just made me think I don't I don't want to be alive I don't want to feel this anymore
0: so that's that. That's what I want to delve into. That's what I want to talk yep. about because, um, and again, I can only I can only talk from my own experience. And I think that this is this is something that we, that needs to be worked on. You know, this is something that us as men we it's need understanding. To, we need to prepare for it, right? Yes. As kids, right? Because. I mean, you tell me, what do you think it is? Because I think it's something along the lines of we have these preconceived ideas of how life's going to plan out, right? Yep. Uh, And then you think, you know, this is going to happen, then I'm going to be happy, right? But then slowly as things happen, like Tyson Fury said, you know, when he became heavyweight champion of the world, that fucked him because he was like, well, what's next? I still don't feel anything. Yeah. So you're saying that, you know, inside your mind, you're going... Maybe if I do this, if this happens, then i feel better about myself. But ultimately, you didn't feel anything about yourself. No. You didn't feel any love.
2: So when I was really struggling most and when it all made sense for me to try and end my life, was, I would think, I'd, I've done everything right. I've done it the way you're supposed to do it. I've done okay at school. I've worked from 15, worked hard. <laughs> I never, I was never a, a dickhead to anybody. I was never like that guy who was, out to ruin other people I just done it all for myself I kept myself to myself but no matter how hard I tried and no matter what I achieved legitimately it's just like this isn't this isn't right this isn't, you can't you can be happy for yourself so what, why should you be alive hmm. and when I when I first bought my house I was 21 so I'm buying houses at 21 I stayed I moved out of my house at 19 <laughs> I had a nice car I'd I'd, I'd, I'd everything that I'd, a twenty one twenty two year old could ever ask for, mm. but again it was just nah,
0: nothing, nothing there. What was you lonely? Did you have a girlfriend or
2: I did, yeah. I, I was I spent almost ten years on my ex, so from fifteen well sixteen right up till I was twenty five, and yeah, as I say, everything i had everything you could ever ask for.
0: Such a conundrum, isn't it? Yeah. It's like this is this is this is why we can't help this is why people can't help this is why yeah. like cuz i know for again going to my experience it was drugs and alcohol yeah. you know and grief from my father and then yeah. i was abusing myself so there was a natural dip and a natural low and you could yeah. kind of you could kind of go well look if you're going to use too much drugs and you're going to drink too much and your, and your father but there was none of that for you you were just and and then this is this is this is massive across the uk this is huge across that there's men there's there millions of boys out there that are just feeling like this okay. it's that... It's that famous question,
2: it's what have you got to be depressed about? And that's mm. that's the big question that everybody always asks you. And you're like, that's the part where I never understood it. Because I just think the same, like, why do I feel like this? I've got no reason to feel like this. But I just, it was in my head, I, I couldn't get rid of it. And, and that's the part where I just say we need to understand it better. We need to speak about it more and try and educate people more on the issues that you can have everything in the world, but
0: if up there isn't picking mm. properly yeah because you gonna do? yeah because I I I know that I, ha- I have moments and people have moments you know where you're yeah. just like oh, I just can't be fucked man like I can't be fucked but it's like a passing moment or it's like an hour or a day mm. you know what I mean where you're just like you know oh, I can't be fucked or what's the fucking point of this I mean everyone gets that no, it's but true. it's that but it, for you it was like that feeling all the time
2: constant Aye. but I was still I still had that feeling 24 7 but I was still doing what I had to do, I was thinking, so, like, you confuse yourself, you're like, well, you're still carrying on with everything, and Mm. everyone from the outside, no one would know that was inside your head, because, Mm. but my way of coping coping with it was just getting up and going. Yeah. Being busy, it's when I stopped, that's when the real issues started, that's when I really couldn't be fucked with anything, didn't want to leave my bed, didn't want to brush my teeth, didn't want to shower, didn't walk my dogs, done nothing just So that
0: happened to you that it, that that was the progression it got yep. to. So what was saving you essentially was fucking putting a putting a mask on, putting the mask on, and, yep. b- and being busy. And then what Feel good. And yeah, so you were doing this trying to achieve to feel good, and then what? And then you couldn't be fucked with the mask. Yep. And then
2: that's that's it. the way I'm now as well. Where even that's only downfall of it is I'm I'm very through to myself now. Where I see if I don't feel it and I don't feel good. I'm very honest about it now, but I'm like, it's not for me today. I'm not doing it today. I just want to go and spend the day by myself. And I think that's very important because that's how I can go away and actually process how I feel and start to get better. Instead of just burying it and burying it and trying to move on and making it worse.
0: Did you, back back when you were sort of first started going through it, did you reach out to any of your pals or anyone around you? No, no no one. Um, It happened.
2: very quickly, I'd say it was over like six months to a year is when I started being suicidal. When I had those suicidal thoughts and I thought, I I really don't want to be alive anymore. And when I was thinking about suicide, I was seeing it as a relief. I was like, this is is the right thing to do. Fucking hell. Um, it's, It's hard to say. It's very hard to say. But it's the truth. It's... It was the only thing that made sense in my head. At the end, it was like, just you're a button for everyone else. When I wasn't,
0: but just end up, just go. Yeah, it's heart wrenching, mate. But the weird thing about it is, I can kind of feel. I can feel it. I can see it. I can like. I'm not sitting here going, I don't get it. Like, well, I'm. I'm sitting here going, oh man, if. I get it i kind of get it like if 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 you know if you don't have any light if it's all yep. darkness you know and it builds and builds and builds uh, and and then you know i get it i mean I uh, i'm i mean it sorry it's just so tough for me to comprehend but, but i'm trying to comprehend it but i kind of do but what i don't what what i'm trying to think of is you know what can what could of being done around that time, or what, you know, what, what, what uh, as a someone in your position now, what could be? I, I could have spoke out.
2: I could have spoke out. Um, it's I don't like speaking about a past relationship or anything like that. But the first time I admitted I was struggling, I admitted it on Twitter. So I put a tweet out because I felt more comfortable. I yeah. mean, that yeah. was like I just lost a bit of weight, and I was I was starting to feel a bit good about myself, and I was like mm. I'm, I'm feeling a bit better. And I was tweet it and I was like I just it was like I, I just kept typing, just how I felt. Mm. And it was just like I'm really really struggling. Feeling a bit more confident, I was just uh, in this message I still try and push, like mm. if you're struggling trying what's a bit way, try and do, be more active. Yeah. Um and my ex said to me, she was like she's seen the tweet and looked at me like, Are you serious? Like, you're putting that online, you've mentioned a word to me. And that's when in my head I was like, you're probably right. But I just felt as if I couldn't, I couldn't do that. Mm-hmm. I, I couldn't say it to anyone. And it's not until now where I realise it's, it's so fucking easy to open your mouth. and It's mm-hmm. so fucking easy. It's it, And that's because I've seen so many people do it. That's why I do it.
0: Yeah, I mean, mate, listen. I I, 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 I didn't want anyone to know what I was going through. I no. did certainly didn't want my, my fucking... Well, my, it, at the time I'd broken up with Shelly, but I didn't want... I saw that as a sign of weakness and also with my pals, but especially like my mum and that. I didn't want to worry them, you know, that I was going down the wrong way. But I've got this group, I don't know if you've seen it, Men and Their Emotions. It's, um, It's a Facebook group, right? And what you're saying is so it's it's so true right and there's nothing I don't think there's anything wrong with like voicing it publicly on social media yep. it certainly helped me I, as soon as I told everyone what I was going through I mean I had a lot of people mug me off but but Nothing's and funny. I'm sure you've had it on on Hi. TikTok yeah and why are you doing this for views and all that and you're like yep. but the beautiful thing is is that um, like and this is where the men and their emotions group come I'll just use this opportunity to talk about it quickly but there's like 43,000 lads in there right yep. and there is <sighs> Fucking thousands of them, like you, that was in your position, right? Yeah. And I, I promise you this, no word of a lie, every single day, because the um, they have to submit like uh, their comment, right? And I, I've i got me and 15 uh, moderators. We have to allow which comments go through, yeah. right? And they can do it anonymously. So, I mean, we see who it is, but when it goes out to the group, it's anonymous, right? Yeah. And it's a space where men can just talk about anything, anything yeah. from addiction to... Um, parent-child alienation, not being able to see their kids, to fucking debt, to premature ejaculation, fucking anything, right? Um, But every single day without fail, we get at least minimum one uh, lads saying they want to end it they want to they want to end it all um you know we've even had uh, people put pictures of themselves about to do it and all this and i don't we don't share them we shared a couple of them at the beginning and it just triggered everyone okay. i was like shouldn't do that so what we do now uh is we have um a, a few lads that like have uh, know about crisis stuff and yep. we have the numbers and the things and we we contact them and we contact some people and we do all of that jazz yep. but that's why i wanted to get you on the podcast because they're, 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 they're fucking everywhere. But the point is, is that there's thousands and thousands and thousands of lads. They're reaching out. They're like, they're, they're going, I, I, I want to say it. I want to say something. I want to say something. It's, and
2: it, yeah. say my de- Exactly, my idea is what you say. see in, in my DMs. It's the amount of guys who say, I don't know why I'm telling you this, but I'm telling you.
0: Yeah, yeah, and that's it, what I get.
2: It's, it's so much easier as a guy to, to say it to someone without feeling judged. I think that's a big thing. If you say to somebody who you care about, or like, especially men who've got a partner, you're supposed to be the man, you're supposed to be the person who's looking after them, and you're admitting to them that you're too weak to be able to do anything. That can can kill a man, like that's, having that feeling of I'm not good enough.
0: Yeah.
2: And I think that's a lot it comes it as well, where our ego gets in the way.
0: Well, man, I think that there's a massive, massive part of all of this, that is how society sort of deems how we're supposed to be as men. Yeah. Yeah. if you imagine that, you know, between... And, and I think a, a, a big part of what's sort of saved me over the last 10, 10 months in regards to my sobriety is when I go boxing with the lads, is all of the lads in in, in there, we're all pushing each other while we're... Because yeah. like 90% of the time it's just fitness. Yeah. And then 10% we're sparring, right? But it's like if there's one of us lagging behind, the rest of them are going, fucking come on, get up. And then yeah. afterwards it's like hugs and high fives and fucking well done. And there's a little, how's everyone getting on? And there's like a little chat. Yeah. But you feel like... You're in a you're in a you're, you're you're in a positive group where men are sort of motivating you. But also, when you walk out, you get that natural endorphins, right? And yep. you have this feeling where you're like, "Oh, I've done something, I've achieved something." Yeah. And I'm a firm believer that when you don't have them wins, when you do, when you, I mean, I, you, you were saying that you were getting all the wins and everything was happening, but when you don't have those personal wins, like you said about your weight, my my, my wins were coming from materialistic things. it yeah. wasn't
2: coming from walking hard. It wasn't coming from Actual chemicals inside my body being noised. Yeah, it was just there's a nice more. Yeah, yeah. It was, it wasn't right. Yeah, but I thought it was right because it gave me that wee bit or something, mm. and also had my problems from the outside. Whereas I was like, "John's doing well. John's doing well for himself."
0: Yeah, so. yeah. And I and, and that's what I think. I think that you know, fitness is a massive thing. But also, for for me, I'm I'm like, well, like when you get into that point, does it feel like you you're getting you're you know, you're getting, it's like tunnel vision, it's coming in closer and you're getting pushed and pushed and pushed further away yep. from everyone else. Yep, that is, it's
2: scary how lonely you feel, but you also want to feel lonely. You don't want anybody to, to be around you. So you, you push yourself further into it, especially when it gets very dark and there was times when when after it all, when I was feeling myself getting better, I would try and like push myself back into being like, not, not suicidal, but in a bad mind state because it's comfortable. Mm. You, when you start to do better, and this is something that I've spoke to said, someone about recently, is when I try to do better, I feel like I'm just about to let myself back down again. So you having that feeling of like, you want it again. That's scary. That's weird. It's like, you know you can do it. You know you know want. You know you want to do it. But you're so fucking scared to commit because you think what if i don't and i fall back into that trap and that's that that's why people a lot of people struggle to make it back out
0: how what that day that morning when you woke up yep had you pl- had you had you pl- planned had you how long did you plan that day for to go up what was it what's it called ben ben
2: Benan. ben and so it I'd, I'd only planned it for I probably say a, a, a week is when I started really thinking like, how how am I going to do this? And then like for like two or three days, I I know I know what I'm doing. I don't know where I'm going. I don't know what mountain I'm going to go to. But my plan is to make it look as if I fell off a mountain, showing that my family and I the burden unit I like committed suicide. So it was i I'd, I'd thought about it that much. I'd had my life insurance like that. I, I just had everything all set up and the time I was selling my house I thought my house was gone anyway I don't care money means nothing to me I just want to go I just want to be away but I don't want my family to know I've killed myself I want my family to think I was away a nice day out and I fell and unfortunately nothing's gone and that's that's a bit I've not cried in ages about it but I'm, I, it's, it's hard but it's hard to speak about like,
0: sorry mate I'm
2: sorry and it's fine I, I need to speak about it like
0: it's the family aspect that
2: hurts, does not it? Yeah. No, it's. I, see, it? aye, yeah. aye. It's, uh, I say when I when I mention that, and I'm just like, my mum without a son. Mm. I, my mum, my, my dad, for at my funeral, and this is why, this is why I do what I do. This is why I speak about what I speak about because it's fucking heartbreaking, man. It's fucking heartbreaking. I'm sorry, mate. I but, didn't mean that. I didn't mean, it's, it's alright. It's saying, alright, mate. That's the first time that i have. I have cried about it to before, but.
0: Well, I guess that you've. It's, I think it's the aspect of you know what you wanted your family to think, and you're looking back, and you're you're almost like grieving as your family over you, and that hurts, right? Exactly. And I think that's an important message that people, because at the time, I'm sorry, mate, take a second. Absolutely, fine. But um, at the time, you, did you did you, you didn't at the time you didn't have these emotions about them, did you, D- or did you? No, no, I just seen it as.
2: I Obviously, there was a burden, no one really a, actually cared about me. Because, um, well, in the time of me trying it, like I, was, I wasn't in my house, I'd, I'd stayed in my brother's for almost a month. He was in Ireland, so it was just me lying on his couch every night. My full life had just fell apart, and I was just like, no one's reaching out. But at the same time, I never told them to, I never told them to yeah. end the damned. <laughs>
0: What had fallen apart in your life at that point, sorry?
2: So that's when, in the January, my granddad passed away. My work, I just, I was a disaster in my work after being very good at my work for years. Um, me and my ex had just split up. I was selling my house. I'd just bought a 50 grand car for me and my ex. I was thinking, of my dogs, I didn't know, if it, I've got three dogs, didn't know when they were gonna be. And I was gonna have to move back and with my parents. After like everything I've worked for, just at all just domino effect just constantly. And it was when I was it was when I was trying my hardest to get better. That was what I really, really struggled with when I, I was losing the weight. I was I was put I was actually trying again. And that's when everything got worse.
0: That's what scares you about trying too hard.
2: And that's why I'm still in this sort of way where it's like PTSD. Aye. So when when won't this be released for I say well, Uh
0: soon? I'm not sure, but soon. Soon. Yeah. It'll be so that's where the we're in August now, so. Aye,
2: so we'll be. Because
0: you're coming up eighty days, aren't you? Till. Was it eighty days? I saw. I've, video?
2: I've I've done it now, so that was in July. I, I went up back up. Um, that's what that's what that video's from.
0: You went back up the top of the mountain.
2: Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, so that's where I, that's where that viral video was from. And that's that day. That was two years after. No, never. of but that's where. That's where everything started popping off with the social media after posting that but I was talking about wanting to commit to new things and back myself and go for it again so I'm leaving my job Mm so I'm leaving my job at the end of September Uh, I'm just saying I've not handed my notice in yet but I'm handing it in on Monday and
0: um, oh is that why you wanted to know when the podcast was going out where do you work where is it Air uh, parks parks motor group well you heard it here parks he's gone no, I, <laughs> he's gone so i've
2: yeah. I'm, I'm 27 now and yeah. i've spent too long being too scared to go for it again yeah and i'm just going to go for it
0: right. good man What? what before we get into what you got planned next i just want to ask you something because it sounds what it sounds like to me, and uh, I preach uh, this about uh, alcohol and drug abuse as well. Is is and it's very similar, you know, like addiction um, or uh, any any form of like mental health struggle that you've got, you know, like for you, your depression. Yeah. Um, you know, if you don't check it while you're feeling it. It just takes a couple of fucking really bad life events yeah. to push you over the edge. Like for me, for the for my for my drink and drug use, it was it was probably a little bit beyond just yep. just just for playtime. But then when my dad died, my, my coping mechanism, which was my drink and drugs, it destroyed me and, and put, put me and gave me you know my suicide situation. Yep. But with you, you know, your depression was there. It was lingering you know and you were finding it hard to cope when everything was going well and then like you said your granddad died things happened in your life do you think if you'd reached out before those those things had happened it wouldn't have got as bad
2: yeah yeah a hundred percent um <laughs> the worst about about all is my brother is uh, he's bi recently diagnosed that and he attempted suicide in 2019
0: oh my god really
2: aye um, my older brother aaron and um so, so i, I ha- had somebody in the family and i was there on the day he was in crisis and I was taking him to hospitals and like... I, how how
0: I, long was this before you, so if you don't mind me asking?
2: Two years. Fucking Two hell. years before me. So that that also pushed me back into being, I can't tell anybody. Like, how, how can a parent deal with two. two sons both wanting to end their lives? Because n- parents are going to blame themselves. Parents are going to look at Hundred
0: percent, yeah.
2: what did I do wrong? And don't mm. me wrong, my mum and dad fucked up a lot. Their parents are not human, yeah. that's what happens. Yeah. But they always tried their best. With the roof of our head, we always had food on the table. Yeah, but there's a lot of things my parents could have done better. But yeah, that's that's life. That's they,
0: like yeah. That, I mean, look, I'm a I'm a parent. Do you know yeah. what I mean? I mean, I'm I'm a parent. When I look back at my parents, were my age. When they had me, yeah. I'm a knob still. Do you know what I mean? Like it's parents to parents.
2: That's what you learn as well. You learn from their mistakes, exactly. And, and then again, your children mm. learn from your mistakes, and that's how we get better.
0: But if if you don't mind me delving, if I if I'm allowed Go to, um, what was your brother's situation? How did he, or what happened? What was the actual?
2: Um, so it's it struggled for a while. Aaron actually opened up before attempting anything. Aaron, Aaron always, he didn't open up. No, he did. He did. He did yeah, so. Um, Aaron played professional football p- with Air. Well, He signed with Hibs when he was 15, and then he went to AIR at 17, 18, playing 1st team football, but he struggled a lot with his head. So the only reason he left Hibs because he was 15 in Edinburgh and he couldn't deal with it, he, and he never put the pieces together until he was a bit older. Hmm. Um, so when he was playing football somewhere, he, Yourself, he would be taking things. He would be taking, say, cocaine. He'd be, he'd be drinking too much. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's rife in football. Absolutely rife in football. Mm. Um, and he, I, he got to a point where he was getting better, and all of a sudden, his wife got a text at two in the morning, just saying, "I'm done. I'm finished." Um, and he, his plan was just to throw himself from that train in Edinburgh. So, luckily, he never. I um, went missing for a day A day. I went missing for a day aye. and this sums up where my head was the day that my brother was missing and I knew everything was going on I went, I went to work I went to work because it was my safe, my safe space that's where I went to go and distract myself at all um, and then it got to like 2 o'clock in the day I was like what am I doing on work I need to go try and find my brother And so he could be dead and I'm standing in here police found him in Glasgow coming off a bus and then he was in hospital for, he was sectioned for six weeks, I think, six weeks.
0: Oh man, I'm so sorry, man.
2: It's fine. It's it's fine. <laughs> if it ain't. And without sounding crazy, I'm so thankful that all these things have happened to me now yeah. because I now understand so much more. I was yeah. so naive to so much, and now I feel like I really understand a lot, and I understand myself more. Mm. And just look at my social media, looking yeah. at the, the impact I've
0: made in people's lives. And that's no, I, I, I completely agree, and I, my 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 ethos or ethos, I'm not sure how to pronounce it, is the same. You know, if you can if you can take your struggles and use them to help people, then they were worth it. Yeah. But I just what I'm trying to get an understanding for, and why I wanted to delve a little bit into your brother is, you know, you're from the same family, you're of the same blood. And you both suffered with the same thing. So, what's the connection? You know, what it's is it genetic? A, is, there a, is it genetic? Is there a chemical imbalance yeah. in your mind? Is it the atmosphere? I mean, childhood trauma. You know, I don't want to delve into all of that stuff. Yeah. But, but what I mean is, what what did you and you and your brother? Because it sounds like you both had quite successful lives, teen years, and everything like that. Yeah. But, but that that you know, there was there was this, and I I I I, I can put my finger on it being like, I'm not good enough. You know, you know, or this just this ain't doing it for me. Do you know yeah. what I mean? But why and what is it? Natural dopamine, less dopamine levels? What is it? You I know,
2: know it's, it's, it's so hard because again, me, me and my brother Aaron, as well, he, if you're to speak to my mum and my dad and the bike, same person. I mm. hung about together all the time. We still did hang about together until recently. Um, obviously, both of us are working on ourselves. So mm. um, I would. My wife was very similar as well. Really, like, yeah. with like the, the move out at a young age, having long-term partners from a young age, like everything we done, he was a lot better at football. I was fucking shit. <laughs> <laughs> I would have brought this up. I know he yeah. always better. Yeah. Um, so I he had a very similar like path. Yeah. And I don't know if that played a part in it, but. Mm. I think I of like, like it will be a child to draw my stuff as well. Yeah. Because we had we had a rough we had a rough upbringing. Like, my mum and dad had well, would have been six, five or six children at that time. by the time we got a wee bit older, so it was it was tough. It yeah. was tough from a rough area, and our dad was extremely tough on us for mm. the right reasons, to be fair. Because if it wasn't, we'd end up like so many people would stay where we grew up. Yeah, half of them are dead or in jail. Was
0: so. there a lot of violence where you grew a lot gang? Yeah,
2: <laughs> aye. So, if you're, well, if you're from Glasgow and you're listening to this, it's, uh, it's pronounced, I pronounce it halfway, but it's halfway. So, aye, halfway in Gambia's Line, go back there 20 years ago, it was what, Beirut. It was, yeah. it was bad. It was bad.
0: <laughs> yeah, my accent wouldn't last long around there, would it?
2: No, no, <laughs> no, no. It was never that bad. It's like young yeah. teams, it's like Neds, yeah. and they were all young, hard men when they're with each other and just
1: have three boys
2: when they're not. It's mm. always the same. But when you're brought up around that, it's easy to fall into that trap. Yeah, of course, of course. Yeah. Especially even mm. parts of London, that's where we yeah, are yeah, just now, and yeah. that'll be yeah. very similar.
0: But the reason why I ask is because I'm looking at, you know, I look at the relationship between me and my brothers, and I've got two brothers and um, one, one from my father, mm. um, same father, um, and uh yeah, so one from my my mum's first marriage with my brother, and one from my mum's second marriage, yep, and me and my brother from my first from my mum's first marriage, so with my dad, yep they had the same dad, we're the same we have you know drug- drug drug alcohol and drug problems yep. um addiction problems different in different ways um he he. I can't say too much about him, but we, I don't talk to him unfortunately anymore. We don't talk anymore since my father passed away. There was something a bit between us where families uh, are complicated. Yeah, yeah. Are complicated. I think I think it's got something to do. I I, I had to make a choice, you know, yeah. about him staying alive or not. And anyway, I won't go into it too much. But anyway, but he suffers really bad. I know he still suffers really bad now. Um, I, I, and I love him and everything. Um he suffers with similar things to me, mm-hmm. different drugs and different, but different things. Yep. But my other brother from my mum, I mean, he's he's like quiet. He's not. He don't drink. He, he don't get. He, he ain't into drugs. He's into his fitness. He's never. He's never been. Uh, he's never. I, I ask him, man, do you need to talk about anything? And he's like, fucking no. I'm, I'm like, I'm fine. We go for a run every Sunday. He's had no drama in his life. Yep. Do you know what I mean? He's nice, quiet. He's got a sensible missus, sensible job. You know, I think he's only ever had one bird. I, yeah. I think he's hopefully checked more than one. But I mean, <laughs> I've, I've, I've only ever seen him with one. But what I mean is couldn't be any more opposite. Yeah. And the common denominator in that is my dad. Mm-hmm. And uh, my dad, same as me, dyslexic, ADHD, loved drinking, yeah. um, funny, um, uh, but fucking psycho as yeah. well. Mad anger management problems and everything.
2: That's, that's. I've never seen my dad drunk in my life. I've never seen my dad drink, but anger issues is. Mm. It, it, I always feel bad saying it. It's, it's obviously it's my dad, but he's he's got serious serious anger issues. Like when he goes, yeah, it's it's scary and seeing that as a child, it's scary to deal with. Yeah, but I I can see parts of how I am the way I am because of my dad. Yep. Um, I can also see it because my mum. I can and there's parts of it like I, I was a very angry child. Yeah. When I was I, me and my dad were very similar that way. And that we always fell out yeah. because of both of us had a short fuse. Um but at the same time my mum's more works like you would not believe still in this day. You know, yeah. The crazy amount she works and the way that she can avoid her issues mm. and we've had a chat recently about all that sort of stuff and mm. it's weird having a chat like that with your mum but yeah. It's good because I'm starting to piece together everything from my childhood childhood. Yeah. You, as you said from the start, like, everything that's led up to now, that's just made you who you are today. Yep. I don't know if you watch any Tony Robbins or anything, but Tony Robbins talks about the blueprint. And the blueprint is saying, everything that you've done, everything that you think or thought, and that's put this image in your head of who you are, who you should be. Mm. And when you learn how to rip that blueprint up, yeah. And start again. And that's when you start that's to power. See, that's yeah. when you start to see the difference. And obviously Tony Robbins is a lot better than me at motivating people and speaking about it but watch it.
0: It's get, it makes so much sense. I get exactly what you mean, and I didn't want—I didn't want to just bring you on right and, and be like, tell me your story, and then like just try and get some clips to fucking, uh, you know, leech Aye. off your. That wasn't my my, my intention was because I am deep, deep into this. I'm deeply connected with my audience, right? And I'm yep. deep into this mental health thing now, yep. uh, from a from a perspective where I'm get is personally affect. Other people's stuff is personally affecting me. I mean, I, I mean, the other week I, I, you know, I was sending videos out to my followers that had got um, tour tickets and I was like thank you very much and this woman contacted me and said oh, my, my, my fellow, he's he's uh, X months sober through watching your podcast can yep. you do him a video I've done him a video saying congratulations he messaged back we had a chat and then you know he was talk. you know they were talking about their struggles and what he's going through and then a couple of days later I got a message from her saying look he's he's ended it he's gone and it fucking broke me in half it really did and then I, I constantly get messages from lads saying yeah, I'm gonna and you know and all of this stuff and it's a lot of pressure, isn't it? It is, but, and it's making me well up a little bit, but it is, but it also makes me feel like I've got something real to give apart from my comedy to my audience. Yep. And it, and not that all of my audience like it. I get a lot of unfollows and people slagging Aye. me off and that because they're there for the comedy. But it genuinely, like you said, it genuinely makes me feel like I've got something to give Hoppers. to us. A purpose. a bit of a purpose, yeah. And what I wanted to get from you and this conversation is, I wanted to really look into it, and and that's why I was asking about your family and your dad, and look back and and and, and try and see what the the common denominator is, and where things can be implemented. And I, I I honestly think that the key to all of this, and I know they say it, it's good to talk and all that, but the key to all of this is not to wait for that thought. It's not to wait for that thought it's to when you feel like when you feel like it's not it's not a bad day i'm not having a bad day this is a bad life yeah when you're starting thinking like this is bad, i can't shake this feeling that that's the moment you've got to reach out yeah. and and i feel like you know the only thing that lads can that, that that's a, that you think i mean i can remember back in the day i went to my doctors and everything like that and loads of stuff but you know, you think, oh, I've got to pay, either got to pay for a counsellor or wait on an NHS waiting list. But that's not the case. You can literally just call a line, call a phone line. You can, I mean, what what, what what I'm saying is, what advice would you give? I,
2: what, I think so. I'm I'm really trying to target schools. And that's what I'm really trying to target just now. Um, I've got some things in the lane, working with councils and stuff and trying to go down that route because I think that earlier on the... We can educate children on mm. being a man doesn't mean not showing emotion and also knowing why you might feel like that and knowing what you can do to make it better, mm. then the better. Unfortunately, we're never going to help everyone of this generation. We can try as much as possible, but mm. it's trying to influence a younger generation in you hope that people of my age imagination see that and go, mm. oh, we, we can do this, we can get better. Mm. And that's, that's where I am with it, that's, that's my thought process towards it. I think um, and what made me think that as well is because it was weird. So we were um, we all we going to a shop one day to go and get some stuff for dinner. And there was this young child out in the front of Iceland and he came up to me and was like, I've seen your TikToks. It was the first time I thought, Oh, you're young and I know the stuff I talk about. Yeah. Um he's like I got a photo and stuff, perfect no word to a photo. And then he just opened up to me. Like he sent me he sent me a message on TikTok and he was just like I'm really struggling, I'm getting bullied in school. Hmm. Um, I of t- issues and I was like I just don't want to be alive anymore sometimes and I was just like at that age, maybe 13, 14, I never had that feeling. I never had that. I d I don't want to be alive.
0: It's hard. It's tougher now with social media for them as well, I think.
2: Aye. It is. Um a, a lot tougher. So that's why I I post what I post. if you look at my content, you'll see I post some ridiculous stuff as well where I'm acting like an idiot.
0: Yeah, good. I love that shit. because
2: yeah. I'm I am i am not just I'm not just somebody who's who's depressed and that's all I want to talk about. Yeah. I've still got a personality. I'm mm. still a human. Mm.
0: I'm
2: not just a robot that wants to, oh, to get better, get better, get better. Like, yeah, I've uh, I've got more about men than that.
0: And I think I think a massive one, especially for you and the work, if you're going to do it with the schools, is looking at what causes the depression in regards to in, in regards yeah. to what you're growing up through. Because yeah. I can I come from an extremely. Bad breakup with my my mom and everything like that. That I I, I definitely had a childhood yeah. trauma, right? And that childhood trauma manifests itself in many different ways. And I think if we can get a message out to to even like even kids, not even just kids, even like fucking thirty year old men, right? Yeah. Any thirty year old or any men really that are going, I wonder why I feel like this. Well, have a little look back. It'd be amazing if there was something there that said, Look, have you been through any of this when you were a kid? Because we we package that shit and we yeah. hide it, and especially as men, when we turn into men last thing we want to talk about is how we felt as a child uh-huh. right it's fucking bullshit yeah. but if 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 men's mental health was understood a little bit more where it's like look if you went through any of these things if you come from a slightly unstable h- household if you didn't get the right environment to grow into like a into a into a child that f- felt you know safe essentially if there was anything and it can be a list of anything and now you're feeling these things Almost like it's the cause of something that's happening instead of it just being like, oh, do you know what? Why am I different? Why am I feeling like I'm broken? Yeah. When it, it, for me, it was like, right, go and speak to a counsellor, and all of the fucking knots in my mind were slowly untangled, and you're like, right, oh, that's because that back there is because yeah. of this.
2: It's a surreal feeling. See, see when you start, to, when you put two and two together. Yeah, you exactly. Go, oh, wow. We, we we spoke about that not long ago, um, about something that I, I like to do, and as, yeah. as just pure childhood trauma. like that's I know why i done that now like abandonment and why I exactly like with my mates I'm bad see my mates don't text me back exactly. I think they hate me yeah and I think that and I go that thing defensively or
0: yeah, we're all we. Yeah, we are all we are that every single one of us, regardless if you come from a fucking a beautiful million pound fucking house and uh you, you had love there, there's all always something yep. that you're you know that you're programmed to behave a certain way. I mean, f- for me, yeah, load there's load. Of, I mean, I don't even get started, but I'm a fucking nutcase, and it's all stems from. I mean, I have got an amazing mum, I had an amazing dad, and all that, but you know life's fucking mad. Hi. But what I'm saying is. To all the kids out there or even the fully grown fucking adults like us... Do you know what I mean? If you if there was if there was more awareness for it, like a fucking manual where you go, you know, if this happened to you, you might be feeling like this, if this happened because what we it's like there's a paywall behind it that yeah. you've got to get get to, you've got to get to a counselor, you've got to sit down and go for it. And then, you know, if there was more awareness, if you were going into schools and going, look, listen, if you've come from you know, you may feel like this in the future, yeah. Um, and then you might be able to tackle it. So maybe that's something you could help them with.
2: Yeah. And, I, and, that, and social media social media can help with that as well because like You see what your seniors fake profiles. You get a lot of them, obviously, people are projecting all the stuff from yeah. their life and they, they tear you to shreds and they say horrible stuff to you. Yeah. But you've also got the ones who have a fake profile and they'll open up a bit. Yeah. So, like when I talk about like you'll see my like, fuck it, let's talk about it videos. And I love
0: that catchphrase. I was going to fucking that's steal it until I saw I so <laughs>
2: just like, fuck it, let's talk about it. And, I, I, and that's like me trying to attract some people
0: in. Hmm and oh yeah start connecting with them
2: i i you know when i start talking about things i just i went through and i start to piece it together for them so mm. i'm like because this happened i got like this and this is how i tried to fix it yeah but i'll try and say like fuck it, let's like, come on let's get it together like, let's keep it going and yeah. I'm, I'm massive on having to let the past go and that's huge you have to let the past go yeah. no matter what it was yeah it, and this is going to sound insensitive but the, the first thing I get is, like, abuse and stuff that's happened in the past, or oh, sexual abuse, and I, I know that that's a lot harder to let go. Yeah. But until you let that go, you're never going to
0: change. Yeah.
2: It's, it's so hard to say, but it's the truth. And yeah. you have to learn how to, f- maybe not forgive that, but you have to learn how to move on from that. Yeah. And it's not just ignore it.
0: It's very much like the blueprint you were talking about, living living in an old blueprint of yourself. Yep. And that's that's why for me sobriety is so powerful because once it's stripped, once I stripped away the drink and drugs, like, and then I had to fucking find yep. who I was and then deal with everything. And I was like, well, who do I want to be? Do you know yeah. what I mean? Do I still want to be that guy? And you can you can try and build it. Well, look, listen, John, I'd love to see more from you on. Um, on connecting the dots from the past to the future yeah. I'm not telling you what no, to send me a text once yeah, a week yeah yeah, yeah. okay <laughs> can you do one of these but um, I think that you've uh, even though it's really difficult to understand I think you've got a beautiful voice <laughs> I think you've got a beautiful voice in general message yeah, no beautiful, voice, yeah message. <laughs> um, and um, uh, I just you know I was sat thinking at one point I want to get on more men that um, are opening up and, and um, coming at this thing from a different angle I know for a fact that I've got hundreds of thousands if not millions of people that are viewing my stuff across all social media that are going to be going through what you're going through so I just want to say thank you so much for joining us and do you want to finish on anything to everyone that's out there a final word it's
2: what I say at the end of most of my videos is um, life gets better I promise
0: that's that's us thank you very much and where can they find you um,
2: so you find me on TikTok or Instagram So it's Jai Connolly So Jai C-O-N-N-O-L-L-Y And then number one um, That's where you'll
0: find me Wicked! It's a brutal moonlit night tonight, man. <laughs> <laughs> John, thank you, mate. thank you, and thank you so much for sharing. Sorry that no, it got good. a bit of mosh but it's touchy stuff. And um, fucking, left. and I meant what I said, even though I don't know you And it's a bit condescending, but I'm proud of you, man. And I and off it. and I fucking love that. Thank you. All right, guys, thank you very much for watching. uh Sharing is caring. If you know anyone that's suffering please send them over to John's stuff to, to have a little look. It's really relatable. It touched, touched my art, And also show him this podcast, tag away, pass the pod around, share it. Um, it's a really important subject that I'm desperate to do loads more work on. Uh, and leave your comments below and yeah, make sure you give John a follow. And that was Menace 2 Sobriety. Thanks again. Thanks, John. Thank you. It's fucking training here, isn't there? Fuck me. Hello! We are going to take the Menace to Sobriety to the live stage, and we need a live studio audience to interact with us, to come along, listen, laugh, and learn everything about sobriety, mental health, well-being, and just come along for a night out with like-minded people. We are going to be going live on the 30th of August, 27th of September, 25th of October, and the 29th of November. That's one a month. Get your tickets now. Come down, meet the team, and have some fun. Menace to Sobriety Live, coming soon. Oh, yes. And don't forget, if you want to come and see me live and meet me, I'm going on tour. The Daniel O'Reilly Out of Character Full UK Tour kicks off in January 2024 and tickets are on sale right now. I'm going to try and get out and meet as many of you as possible. And of course, I'm going to be bringing the laughs all over the UK. There's 23 dates right now and I'm adding more all the time. Hit the link in the bio and get your tickets now and come have some fun. If you're going through a tough time at the moment, please don't suffer in silence. Feel free to pick up the phone and contact any of these helplines. I personally, myself, at one of my darkest points, contacted the Samaritans and it completely changed my outlook and got me out of a really deep, dark place. A problem shared really is a problem halved. So if you don't feel confident talking to those around you, check out any of these organisations and give them a call. This is my Facebook group, Just simply search on Facebook, Men and Their Emotions. It's for men only, Uh, but once you're in there, you can talk anonymously about your problems and help others and just feel a little bit of community. So come join the conversation, Men and Their Emotions, on Facebook. Thanks for watching.